what you are actively saying when you fund a 457 plan is I don't need all of this income right now. I'm going to save or defer some of this income for an unspecified time in the future. So a 457 plan can have so many practical uses. It's a way, one, to save for retirement. Two, it could be used as a way to save for college or other big expenses because you'll pay tax, but there's no rules on how long you have to leave that money in the account before you take the withdrawals. So the uses are vast and very practical, and it's a very useful tool. Welcome to the M-Advisor podcast. I'm Paul Morton, a certified financial planner professional. The M-Advisor podcast exists to help busy professionals get an educated and clear vision about money. Talking about money is difficult enough as it is. Discover the confidence in creating a customized financial plan in a calm and casual environment. Not every professional should have the same financial plan. Everyone is different. Let's celebrate that. Every financial plan should be different too. Music used in this show is by the band Forum. Discussions in this show should not be construed as specific recommendations or investment advice. Always consult with your investment professional before making important investment decisions. Securities offered through Cambridge Investment Research Inc. A broker dealer. Member of FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered through Cambridge Investment Research Advisors Inc. A registered investment advisor. Cambridge and M Advisor are not affiliated. Welcome to the M Advisor Podcast. I'm Paul Morton. The M Advisor Podcast comes out on payday, the 15th and 30th of each month. Today we're discussing 457 plans. A 457 plan is often attached to your retirement plan benefits, usually if you work at a hospital. Most physicians have access to 457 plans because Many hospitals are aligned as a nonprofit corporation. So a 457 plan or 457B plan is often available for contributions. It's usually paired up again with your 403B or 401k. And these are retirement plans, but a 457 plan is not technically a retirement plan. A 457 plan is a salary deferral plan. So what's the difference? A 401k and a 403b, they are retirement plans. So they are specifically saving for retirement. Salary is deferred, meaning you receive deductions against your income to contribute to a retirement plan for the purpose of retirement beginning at age 59 and a half is when these accounts, the 401k and 403b, are allowed for penalty-free distributions. A 457 plan acts very similar to the 403b or 401k in that the contributions are deducted against your income, but you are deferring your salary for a future unspecified date. So that is at your choosing. So there is not a 10% penalty on early withdrawals. In a normal retirement plan, you must keep funds in a qualified arrangement, whether that be the retirement plan or roll it into an IRA. And if you take an early distribution, there is a 10% penalty plus tax 
on those distributions. In a 457 plan, early withdrawals are just taxed and not penalized. Since a 457 plan is a salary deferral, not retirement, there are no matching allowances, meaning your employer can't put money in there for you. You put money in there. And what you are actively saying when you fund a 457 plan is, I don't need all of this income right now. I'm going to save or defer some of this income for an unspecified time in the future. So a 457 plan can have so many practical uses. It's a way, one, to save for retirement. Two, it could be used as a way to save for college or other big expenses because you'll pay tax, but there's no rules on how long you have to leave that money in the account before you take the withdrawals. So the uses are vast and very practical, and it's a very useful tool. And there are some really cool things about the 457 plan, such as tax-deferred growth. Just like a 403b and a 401k, you are not taxed on the growth of a 457 plan. So when you put money into that 457 plan, it opens an account and goes into the account, and you can choose your investments and you can allow that money to grow for use of a later date. A 457 plan is a tax-deferred account. It is tax-deferred money. So the money in the account has not yet been taxed to you. As such, there are still RMD or required minimum distribution requirements. So beginning at a certain age, such as age 72, you will be required to take money out of that account if you don't use it before then. So you have the 403B and you add the 457 plan to it. They both have the same contribution limits and the contribution limits don't conflict with each other. So you can fully fund, as long as your income allows, the 403B and fully fund the 457 plan. Now, currently, the contribution limits are identical in both of these. For the year 2023, it's $22,500. That means if you have access to a 403B and a 457 plan, you can combine those and defer up to $45,000 of salary you won't be taxed on all of that money right now. Yet you are still saving it for the future. So that can in turn improve your cash flow significantly with $45,000 of income tax savings. Now that doesn't mean that is $45,000 of tax you don't have to pay. That means that you have $45,000 of salary of which you don't have to pay tax on. So if you make $150,000 and you defer all $45,000 into the 403B and 457 plan, then you only pay tax on $105,000. So then that $45,000, you just don't pay tax on. You put it in the account, you save it for the future. And the 457 plan, 
you can access essentially whenever you want, but you do have to pay tax because you got the tax break on it. It hasn't been taxed yet, so you will have to pay tax on distributions. There is a downfall and something to be aware of with 457 plans, and that is the funds inside the 457 plans are available to creditors in case of insolvency. What that means is that if your hospital system or your entity, if you have access to a 457 plan, it is owned by the entity and it is available to creditors should that entity become insolvent or declare for bankruptcy, not be able to pay all of its bills. So if that particular hospital finds itself in a tough spot and tries to declare for bankruptcy, maybe to dodge a particular debt or has made bad decisions, whether it be past or future, and those decisions have caught up to it, the funds in the plan could be liquidated to pay creditors. So it does provide a little bit of a conflict in that the 457 plans are essentially a benefit to the hospital and could possibly and potentially be a detriment to the owner because you could lose it based on decisions not on your own but of the hospitals. A 403B and a 401K are held in separate trusts. They are held separately. They are not owned by the entity. They are not owned by the hospital. So in the event of a insolvency or a bankruptcy, the retirement plans are safe. The salary deferral plans are not. If you find yourself in a situation where you are employed by a hospital, you have a 457 plan and the hospital is not in good financial health, it would be worth it to take a look at the 457 plan document. So it's the 457B plan. It's called a plan document. And you can request that from your HR department, typically, or you can go straight to the custodian. With hospitals, Fidelity is probably the most popular custodian for these plans. And they may be able to send you your plan document. And you can see what options are available to you. Usually, if you're employed by the entity and you're still working there, but you want to get the funds out, you cannot do anything other than request the funds. And there are no penalties when you do that, as long as those funds are in the 457 plan. When you separate employment, you will want to see in that plan document what your options are. Some 457 plans don't allow you to roll the 457 plan into any other vehicle, even another 457 plan. You must keep it with that particular hospital's 457 plan because it's a benefit to the hospital. Some 457 plans allow you to transfer or roll over your current plan into another 457 plan when you separate employment. 
and some allow you to roll the 457 plan into an IRA. I will caution you, if you roll a 457 plan into an IRA, you lose the benefits of the 457 plan because now it becomes retirement money. The benefit is that you no longer would have the ability to withdraw the money without a 10% penalty. So if you were using that as an emergency account, as a college savings account, as a who knows what big expense account, you just put a 10% excise tax on all future distributions prior to age 59 and a half. So once again, if you find yourself in a situation where you are employed by a hospital, and this doesn't happen often, that seems to be in financial trouble and you are actively working and you have a 457 plan that has money in it, you can just quite simply request all the money. There's no 10% penalty, but there is tax. So if you have, for example, $100,000 in the 457 plan, you can just simply request a distribution in whole, in total. They will transfer it typically to your bank account or send you a check. And you can have the taxes, both state and federal, automatically withheld from the check. So if you had $100,000, you might get $60,000 after paying taxes. But if your hospital is in trouble, you would get $60,000 net after tax or potentially zero if creditors end up using your 457 plan. So 457 plans have many pros and cons. If you choose to fund a 457 plan, take a look around. Is the hospital financially sound? Do you feel like the leadership is good and healthy? Are there are good decisions able to be made? Is your hospital nimble? Can it make decisions and turn one direction or another? Or is it such a big disjointed entity that whichever direction it's headed now, it really can't change courses as healthcare law changes around it? Thank you for listening. I'm Paul Morton with M-Advisor. This is the M-Advisor podcast, which comes out on payday, the 15th and 30th of each month. M-Advisor provides customized financial plans for busy professionals. And thank you for listening. I appreciate it. 